the Broadway show Uncut, and this is a good one. It's the Summer of George on Broadway. Tony and TV legend Jason Alexander is on the pod to talk about making his Broadway directorial debut with The Cottage. It is a hilarious and star-studded new comedy. Here's my interview with Jason. What made you decide to take this on? <laughs> I loved it. You know, it is a takeoff on the very behaved Noel Coward plays. But you could absolutely see the fun of it and the tropes of it. It has a bunch of silliness, but it also has a lot of stuff that's really about things. It's about, pre predominantly, as, as Sandy would tell you, it's a bit of a feminist story. It, it's turning a kind of a play that was always dominated by the men and having it dominated by the women and, and sort of traveling through their arc of this circumstance in a different way. So I was attracted to it. I liked the writing. I liked the spirit of it. I thought it was really funny. It, uh, there's lots for a director to do. There's lots for actors to do in it. And I just went, this is, this is, a, this is a real play. This is, I, Broadway hasn't done a lot of flat out comedies for a while. And, and I thought that would be just a glorious thing to be part of, to do something that makes people laugh and smile. It's nice to see something like this, so you're right on Broadway, because we, we know, you know, the traditional Broadway, and we know a, a lot of new new shows that come, but for people to laugh, and I feel like, despite the fact we feel like, oh, the pandemic was a while ago, I still feel like we need to laugh, and especially during this time, summer's a good time for it. Yeah, it's, it's and it's a new, this is a new trend. I mean, when I was an actor here back in the 80s, for the most part, it was like, you never opened a, a new show in the summer, that was death. But it, it's, it's proving to be a very different reality now. And there's actually seven or eight things opening this summer. So it's gonna be a busy summer for Broadway. Yeah, it's gonna be a great season. Um, you've done so much, but does Broadway always give you that, I don't wanna use the word tingle, but that like, oh my gosh, it's, it's Broadway. I mean, it just, I feel like this is always something where, I mean, when you come back to it, does it feel new all over again? It is not lost on me that this was where I was hoping my career would end up. When I, was, when I got the notion in any real sense of maybe I'd like to be an actor, my fantasies were not about film and television. They were, I grew up in New Jersey, so I was going, how do I get across that river and work in those theaters? And I reasonably thought it would take quite a long time to get there, and then I was lucky enough to start that journey when I was 21 years old. So. Every time I come back and I get on these stages or I even just get in this area of town and I go, I get to work here. It's not a tiny club, but it's not the biggest club in the world either. When you, when you were inspired by those particular fantasies, it, it just, it, I, I don't really know how to sit with it because it was a fantasy. I, I mean, I just didn't think it was going to happen this way. And... As a director, I mean, I've been directing for 30 years, you know, but um, I didn't think I'd get to, I, I mean, you don't, you get to Broadway by doing, you know, you're the head of an artistic directing company and you push something out and you get it here, or you've started when you're much younger and you've built your career to this point, but I'm 63 years old and I'm making my Broadway directorial <laughs> debut and it's like, what is happening? It's, it's, uh, it's not lost on me how extraordinary it is. Well, I think about that often. And I also think about the fact these theaters have been around for such a long time. So when you were 21 years old, these were the same, you know, many of the same theaters, right? Yes, they right? are. And boy, do they look from backstage. And boy, do they feel like it. 
<laughs> but those are the same ones that you envisioned being in and mm -hmm. to be there now. You know, everyone talks about second chapters and third chapters, but but it, but it's not lost on me that age is is quickly becoming something that is is not so important to concentrate on. And it's more about like what do you want to do next? Yeah, it's it's yes. I mean, that's always been my path. Is that you know I I go. Well, it'll probably never happen, but I think I'd like to try for this. And then somehow it happens, and then you have to recalibrate and go, well, what's the, if I can do that, what, what else might be possible? And so it's constantly, I won a Tony Award when I was 29. My fantasy of that was maybe when I'm 80, they'll go, you know, you've been alive for so long. We'll just give you like a mercy award. And at, at 29, just incredible. That's when I went, well, what do I dream of next? Now what? Because, you know, you, you that's such a huge sure. thing. You go, oh, uh, nothing better is going to ever happen than this. And then all these other, uh, in my very blessed case, a lot of other things happened. And you never had the focus uh, to do TV and movies, but that happened. Yeah. When you look back at that and you look at the fact that, I mean, you know, so many things have come and gone, but that character, that, that show, that cast has lived through time. And it really, it is a, you know, it's just time, I mean, timeless comedy that you could flip on at any point on any, in any city, you know, and on, and it's probably going to be airing somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. Thoughts about that? I mean, I'm sure, do you ever stop when, or do you just keep going through the dial? Um, I don't hunt it out. Well, I don't think <laughs> you, you do either, you know, but. But sure, I've been, you know, especially if I'm on the road doing something and you're just flipping channels, you don't know what's what, and you go, oh, home movie. <laughs> you know, that's what it always feels like to me, is a home movie we made in the backyard. Well, listen, I can't speak for all of us. I, I don't think any of us had any expectation that the show would have the impact that it seems to have, the staying power that it seems to have. I don't know why young audiences are coming to it at this point. We didn't have cell phones in the show. I mean, it seems like such a creature from another planet yeah. at this point. But there's something about it, I don't know what it is, that continues to attract and build an audience. Um, it, it may be that, you know, I do think they were funny. Mm -hmm. And funny is funny is funny. Mm -hmm. So, but it, it has created a reality for me that I wasn't particularly looking for. I wasn't trying to be a celebrity in that sense, which I guess is stupid, because if you're an actor and you succeed, you have to go, well, there's going to be some recognizability. But I never really thought of it that way. But it's been, uh, the, the way it has played out for me has been a very uh, beautiful thing. I get, I get to see more or less the kindest moments of people who want to share how much they have been touched by or helped by being able to laugh in their lives because of that show. And that's what they want to share. And that is true all around the world. Uh, people have come up and said, you know, you got me through a, a, tough, a tough day or a tough time. And that, for me in particular, but I think actors in general, suddenly elevates this little kind of selfish thing that we yeah. do because we like doing it. Sure. It's, we, we seem to be okay at it and, and it can be rewarding. And it suddenly makes it something that has value beyond that. And that's a gift to, to us. Yeah, isn't, and that, isn't that what life's all about at the end yeah. of the day, right? Those moments and, and uh, helping each other however we do it. This cast mm -hmm. that has come together for this show is uh, particularly uh, funny and fabulous. How do you feel about uh, th this going forward and working with them and what each one brings? Because everybody brings their own, you know, it, life before you this. Bet. I mean, I've got five Broadway veterans and one 
newbie, but not new to comedy. Um, I mean, it, it, it's great. They know the theater. They know comedy. They 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 come bearing gifts and um, and frankly insight and points of view. You know, I, I would love to tell you, oh, it's all me, and I just but it isn't, and and it never is. I don't think for any um, director. They have brought things to the table. They've asked questions. You know, they, it, it is a true ensemble show. All shows are to some degree, but the comedy of this, it, it isn't a star vehicle. It all has to work. It's in this very stylized period thing. They all have to nail it. If somebody doesn't get it right, then it kind of looks half-baked. Right. So to have six individual stars mm -hmm. working together as a team for a common cause is always makes me very happy and very feel very lucky i like that uh your british accent how's that was that easy they're all was doing that... very well <laughs> they really are um, um jerome butler is our dialect coach and he's i'm sure he's been a huge assist to all of them you know, eric you know grew up in canada so he's been a <laughs> Uh, a member of the crown adjacent for all his life. Um, everyone's got a pretty good handle on it. They're, most, of, most of us, you could go on the street, everybody can, kinda, can kind of do a British accent. There's little tricky things that most actors, I remember when I had to do it for a show years ago, um, it's B-E-E-N here in the United States is always been. Ben. And in London, in Britain, it's been. Bean? And bean will trip more people up. More Americans will stumble on the beans. They'll be absolutely that. tripping along. And then all of a sudden they say, well, I have been. And you go, well, it sounded British, but it's not British. Uh, and knowing that it's laugh and not laugh. You can, make la you can make the American pronunciation feel British if you stay in the world. Right. But it ain't it. So it's, it's those little things yeah. that we get tripped up on that they're doing a really great job. Of, you, you just have to get it in your bones. Yeah. You do know? you slip in and out? Do you do it at home? Do you? I don't. Do you I do? don't know what the hell they do. I don't have to worry about it at all. You know? um, You've got to listen for it, though. You've got to know when yeah, it's a bean and, or a bin. You know, I, don't, I, I mean, I do listen for yeah. it. I, I have been trained in it, but that doesn't mean I have that kind of ear. I listen for it, but it, it really is our dialect coach that comes to a rehearsal every now and then and goes, Yes, darling, it's Bean. Uh, <laughs> you know, just reminds everybody. Congratulations for Thanks. being back here and being back here in, in this role now. Thank you. I'm, I'm really I'm thrilled for you. I, I feel like you uh, you really realize what's important, and you know you can have a good time doing it at the same time. But people are what's important at the end of the day, and how you touch them. Yeah, it's you know you never know what's going to be a success, mm -hmm. and you never know what's going to be less of a success. But if you can make the journey valuable, regardless of its outcome, then it's all been valuable. I have every reason to believe that this, this show is a real crowd pleaser. <laughs> um, but regardless, I'm very happy to say that the, the path of doing it, the people I've met, mm -hmm. the things I've been able to do, it's just been glorious. And hopefully it will all culminate in something everybody says, yay. And that's going to do it for this week. Until next time, I'm Tamsin Fidel, and this is The Broadway Show Uncut.